What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Bumbling Canucks podcast? This is episode 1.02, Don't Assault My Thor, where Ba and John return in their next great episode to discuss the downfall of Hollywood and the tragic passing of a Canadian icon. This episode is a dandy, folks. I really enjoyed this one. Anytime I can hear John and uh, Bob get into it, I'm always happy about that. Before I get you guys into the podcast, let me just shout out our sponsorship. We have 2020 Print Media for any of your printing needs, whether it be business cards, shirts, custom shirts, jerseys, or any posters of that kind. Please call 2020 Print Media. Let them know that you heard it on the podcast. Their phone number is 905-609-7979. As well, the OGs in the sponsorship game. I just have them do work at my work. Superior Finish Painting Company, 289-979-9000. That's the sound of the thunder and the lightning. All right, here we go. Without further ado, the boys are back in town. Happy to have them. I love hearing Jesse and Bob get into it. Nope, not Jesse and Bob. John, John and Bob get into it. Damn. You know, believe it or not, this is like three takes and I haven't got this right yet. Well, it looks like this is the one that's going to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it and I'll talk to you soon. All right, man, I'm going to try this. You made it. I made it. Made it on the weekend. Made from honey. It's a traditional uh, Medivic. It's a... The K comes from Russia or kind of that that area of the world. Eastern. I just went in for a second bite. It's pretty good. All right, cool. Thank you. Wow, that's actually really good. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. It's very nice looking. Yeah, I haven't really seen many movies or really been up to anything really entertaining big lately, but I've been cooking a little bit more. John, if you want to start every single episode with you making a cake and me trying it out, I am more than happy to oblige. Boom. How's it going, everybody out there listening? This is one very happy Ba here, mouthful of cake. And I'm here with the beautiful baker. I almost said chef, but I've got to be proper. I'm more of a chef than a baker, but I guess I'm more of a baker now than I am a chef. I don't know the fuck. Yeah. The gingerbread man himself, Mr. Johnny De Noir. That's a good one. Yeah, it is, right? That's a joke on a couple of layers. Oh, the cake's layered too. One, two, three, four, five, six layers. Folks, you heard that right. Not just five layers. You're thinking to yourself, yeah, I've seen four-layer cakes. I may have even seen and tasted a five-layer cake, but trust me, this is six. <laughs> and, if, and if you're saying you've had a cake with more than six, then I need to see a photo. You're a goddamn liar. Oh, fuck off, people. <laughs> so Johnny, uh, there goes our listeners. <laughs> uh, shout out, by the way, like every episode to... Uh, New Jersey Piscataway, our fans there, where we have our most viewers, please email me and let me know how to properly say that name. <laughs> but Johnny, why don't uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot? Why don't you talk for a sec while I take another bite? All right. Well, this is meant to. Well, a couple of things have been holding us up lately, guys. So I mean, apologize for that. We're always sending out apologies. I guess. Don't Very apologize to these people. <laughs> um, <laughs> recent and late recent Canadian news. Uh, one of a great Canadian icon passed away, which was Gordon Downey. I know Jess is a big, huge fan of the hip. Massive. Massive. I've and seen them, what, six, seven times? Yeah. Found out the first concert I went to of theirs was when I was a little kid. Three, four. I don't remember it at all, but my mom took me. I found tickets. 
that she had saved in like a little memory box, you know, where you keep stuff for your kid growing up. So she took it. It's like mommy and Jesse at the tragically hip concert. (laughs) I was really young, early nineties. So that's great. I saw the hip. I was a fan of them before I even knew it. Yeah. Before I even knew I liked the hip. I was never really big on the hip growing up. Like my family didn't listen to the hip. My family's from the Caribbean. Yeah. So if you don't really have, they really weren't that big into rock music, never, never, let alone Canadian rock music. Yeah. But growing up in high school and I slowly became somewhat of a fan of the hip. I wasn't a big fan of the hip, but I did appreciate what Gord Downing did for Canada. I did appreciate his lyric, his lyricism as an artist and everything like that. But when he passed away, it, it, it did resonate big to me. It was big on me because I didn't, we, I knew he was, he was, uh, he had, he was suffering with cancer and everything like that. So I don't know. It was, it was very awful. You knew it was coming, yeah. but it was so awful. <clears throat> um, there, there have always been celebrities that have passed away that you feel like really shitty about. You like them. Like you don't want anybody to pass. Like you don't wish that upon anybody mm-hmm. unless you're a bad person. But this year, Chris Cornell first. Yep. And Gord Downey passing. Those two actually really hit me. And, and David Bowie hit me in a way, but not more so because of my parents and growing up to that. I, I kind of felt for my parents. Mm-hmm. But for me... Chris Cornell was was really big, and, and that was a. I know that hit you as well. He we were huge. Yeah. Um, but Gord Downey, that's the first real artist musician that I loved. You know what I mean? Uh, I've seen them so much. Like it actually, I, I've when he passed away, I had every news outlet on. I taped that long time running documentary with his, which is beautiful. Um, I watched. What did you, what'd you tape it with? Like. PVR did like yeah PVR, PVR okay PVR. Say, you but still- it's no it's still safe like I haven't even deleted it yeah. it's just it's so good and uh, I, it's hard to put into words what he what he meant to me because I wasn't huge into music in high school like I listened to Q one hundred seven and classic rock with my dad and I mean I would listen to music with the boys but it wasn't really until college and I started getting into my own music and rock and roll and whatever but the hip just. The songs, I think, are so personal for Canadians. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I heard it, but the hip never really made it big outside of Canada. The, there are spots that they made it big and are places that they are well known. But they never like they never were Canada's band that became bigger than themselves. Like a yeah. world band, you know, and it was they're from Canada. It was always just Canada's band. And the weird thing is is I think us Canadians are okay with that. That was one of the great things about the hip. I never gave a shit that they didn't go more mainstream massive. Sure, I want their sales to do great when they came out with albums. But when you're singing about the Maple Leafs and Bob Cajun and places that I've camped or I've driven down, yeah, it, it hits a personal note with you. So uh, I love the hip. Uh, huge loss. Uh, don't I don't know. I don't think they're going to bring back a lead singer. Or do any kind of let it. Sleeping uh, dogs lie. Like you had a great yeah. run. Uh, my girlfriend for my birthday, her gift. I didn't even tell you uh, off camera or whatever, but. Uh, she went to a winery for her father's birthday, mm-hmm. and there was an artist there, and she painted a portrait of Gord Downey out of wine. 
Oh, that's awesome. So I got this sick portrait of Gore Downey for my birthday. I'm going to get it framed and that's going to hang on the wall. That's awesome. But I, cause I didn't know what I wanted for my birthday, but that was great to get Gore Downey, especially after what just happened. I've been listening to his songs like crazy and he actually has an album right now on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't don't even know the name of it right now. I'd have to look it up on iTunes because we're recording with my phone, so it's hard to look. But he wrote it while he was sick. And it's 17 tracks, and it's kind of him reflecting on life. It's really good. Very Gord Downey. If you've ever seen him live or you ever watched the shows, you saw the, like, napkin stuff he did and the weird little movements and the... He would go on different pitches for songs than what was on the... He was just a crazy, energetic, eccentric guy. Well, like most frontmen. Like. So this this CD is a reflection on that, and I bought a couple of songs to support him. And it's very gourd, and it's a touching tribute. And a couple of songs... He was massively into the Native American uh, culture here in Canada and trying to further their causes and help them out. So there's a couple of tracks there, but it's a, give it a good listen. Give, just look for some free samples on iTunes. It's really nice. I loved Gord rest in peace. And I'll always love the hip and I will always listen to them for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, um, I will show my kids the hip. The day, the day Gord Downey passed away or the, 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 uh, not the day, but the, the couple days after the radio, like all the radio stations I listened to was all the trash of the hip. And like, Growing up, I they've always been in like the background noise kind of right. So mm-hmm. I'd be sitting there, and the song would be playing, and I'd be kind of just off doing my own thing. And I might be, I don't know, not fifty feet away, but I'd be some distance away. You can vaguely hear the music in the background, and subconsciously you're sitting there, you're singing, you're singing along with it, and and whatnot, right? Like I was like, oh, I know that song, I know that song, I love that song. And I was like, well, wait a minute, this is all the hip. I've always, I've listened to all of this. Just growing up, and it was—I was like, man, I, I was never a big fan. But I was like, I love the hip. <laughs> how many how many house parties have we been to where once we hit that point of getting drunk yeah. or whatever, the hip comes on, and the boys are singing out loud. How, Always. How many road trips have we been on? I was going to say that, and the hip is part of it. Whether it be like my music, Snoop Dogg, Warren G, Tragically Hip, uh, Incubus, like it. Oh, it's always in the mix. My music taste is. Is kind of seasonal. I get yeah. into, oh, you know what? I'd rather listen to hip hop right now. Mm-hmm. Or, but when it's that spring start of summer, and you know camping's coming up soon and everything, boom, hip's coming on. Yeah, right away. I always found our like with music, not just trying to be from the hip, but uh, with within our own friend group and whatnot. When it came to to music, we had even though we all had different type of music, except for Rankin. Rankin was the only one with extremely aggressive music. We all kind of had like Rankin com- was big into rap though too. He was, but majority of our music we listened to as a group, like uh, Ashen, you and I. A lot of the music was very kind of mellow, chill music. And then Rankin, Rankin always came with something extreme. Yeah, the screaming. <laughs> yeah, the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But for yeah. the most part. A lot of our boys. He was in a band, though, so you got to give him credit. That's the music he played. Hey, man. All credit to him. Just saying. He he showed me Genesis and Phil Collins, so Rankin. So his father did give him a very good uh, education in classic rock, I guess I should say. Rankin's always been good with music. He just... Music that he mainly focused on at at one point in time was extremely aggressive, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was trying to think, though, when uh, Gord 
got sick and you kind of knew that the end was near. Besides him, I would say the other musician for me is Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Foo Fighters? Yeah. I always said him and Gord, those were like my two big idols. So Gord, I mean, Dave's going strong. Yeah. He's a beauty. I wish nothing but the best. I'm oh, hoping boy. they're actually coming to Toronto next year. Yeah. I think in July. Foo Fighter concerts are unreal. I've heard nothing. I've been dying to go. You know that. Okay. Let's I'm go. Down. I haven't gone. I'll I have go. not gone to a friggin' Foo Fighters concert yet. I'd love to go. I love the Foo Fighters. Let's go. Seriously. I'm July, I think. All right. We got to check those out. Let's yeah, I think maybe the Amphitheater. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so Dave Grohl, Gord Downey, those guys were massive. So big loss. Uh, not much really more we can say about that uh, unless you wanted to add another thing because no, it's, it's, been it's been some time passing. Some time. So I actually kind of like that we just let the time pass and just have this small little part of our show. Like this isn't – we're not having a huge remembrance yeah. episode. I don't know if we could fill the void of time, but this was nice. I just wanted to thank you for bringing him up. It was Bro. nice to, Only to say thank you. Only other artist I would say that has hit me somewhat vaguely yeah. would be Scott Whalen. I thought that was sad, like really sad. Oh, for sure. I'm a big STP fan. Oh, yeah. But well, I mean, you learned to play STP. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. RP uh, Scott Whalen and... All right, let's, let's uh, lighten it up. Let's right. keep it in the entertainment industry. Let's lighten it up. So since apparently John has done nothing but work... For the last week. I know I haven't seen this kid, but he's done nothing work. He has no life. He hasn't seen anything on TV, nothing in movies. I, do, you no. even, do you know the world's still spinning? You're still there. The world's still spinning. Yeah. I'm spinning around the world. Uh, but what I have been following lately. What? I'm not going to lie to you. Is these scandals. That's how you want to keep it lighthearted? Yeah, that's how I want to keep it <laughs> All right. All right. You know how I just said we're this keeping a, it lighthearted? Screw that. We're National that. Enquirer. Yeah, great. All right, perfect. <laughs> I was going to do a movie review or something. No. So let's move on from a nice touching tribute. So we're going to talk about the assault and abuse going on in Hollywood today. Yeah, are you laughing? This is how we're going to break the ice. So serious topic. Let's laugh about it. I'm not laughing about the actual I actually, assault. I was just telling you before we came on the air, John Lasseter, the one of the head guys of Pixar, all, yeah. all of our favorite childhood Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Wally. Yeah, apparently there's a story brewing. I don't know what it's about, but he's taking a leave of absence, which, I mean, if you leave before the story comes out, I, I'd say that's an admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. And that really sucks. There are some heavy, uh, heavy hitters. Yeah, heavy allegations for really, sure. Uh, he- heavy These hitters. Are intense. It, you know, it, it has put me in a weird spot as a guy. You know, I'm not saying I'm going out there just Donald Trump and grabbing people by the pussy or grabbing people by the ass or like you know what I mean. But it kind of like I think with assault and harassment, there's a very fine line, and I think that the line also is very uh, personal. You know what I mean? Like to the individual. Like, like, hey, what's going on? Woo, woo, woo. Touch him on the shoulder and all of a sudden, you, har- you, you, you harass me. You know? So like, some of these allegations, I'm not defending them, but I'm saying it, it gives you a weird sense. I, I get what you're saying. I, I get the point you're coming from, you know, because if you, you know, you just took off your shirt or something like that, you were changing and someone walked by, if they're super sensitive, you know, that might be assault in their eyes. But yeah. Here's the th- but these allegations they're are, serious. These allegations are way more are extremely serious. Of if you abuse, and if you are coming out 
in public or to authorities and accusing someone of abuse, that is serious. Yeah. And it should be taken seriously. Oh, yeah. And I know you and I are going to laugh and we'll probably make some jokes in, the, in a couple minutes or whatever. But on the one serious point, these should be taken seriously and should be looked into. And if, if people have been assaulted and there are these crazy predators going on in Hollywood, which I fully fucking believe is happening. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's 100%. no way this is not happening. People have been selling their souls for a while. But well, that's a, that's well, here's a, that's, the thing. That's the thing that people have always talked about. They're always like, oh, you know, crazy Hollywood. You don't know what you have to do to get in. And like, that was a stigma. And like a lot of times people brush up like, haha, yeah, is it true? Look how they treated uh, Corey Heim and Corey Feldman. All these women getting assaulted. And I'm not taking that lightly because, you know, they were put in positions of vulnerability and weakness. And, and that's not great. But these men who for years have been saying what's been going on in Hollywood. And Barbara Walters... Miss News Talk herself on TV told, I think it was Corey Feldman, that he was giving the industry a bad name and ruining great people's careers by doing this. Oh, that's so crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. So oh, come on. The only I, I way that this is okay, going on for years is people hiding it. I didn't know that Barbara was saying that. Like Barbara, that stone cold bitch, she knew. <laughs> she, she knew. She was in it. I'm on to you, Barbara. She was, uh... Uh, figure four or headlocking people in our thoughts for a, for that's an, that's an accusation. <laughs> hey, you, you can't just, true, we're, not, we're not saying the truth. We're saying, is there a possibility that Barbara Walters had sex with animals? We're saying that's a possibility. <laughs> Did Barbara Walters have an orgy with little troll people? That's a possibility. So, you know, these accusations, nothing's proven. We're just saying it could have happened. Anyways, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> a little troll <laughs> a little troll people. It's just an accusation Please being do. thrown out there. Here's the thing. If these accusations are shown to be true, throw the fucking book at these guys. Yeah. Lose your money, go to jail, whatever we decide to happen, follow the law. If some of these accusations though are just cry wolf, and I'm not saying they all are, I'm not even saying any of them are. But uh, you know Jeremy uh, Piven, the guy Entourage, Ari? Yeah. Apparently he took a lie detector test because he's one of the guys who's been accused. He passed the lie detector test. But polygraphs don't hold up in court. I get that. But I'm just saying, so what I'm getting at is if he is still pleading his innocence and he is taking measures to provide proof and the proof is so far lining up with his story, then I think that the accusers should also like their testimony should be put under scrutiny and they should have the same type of, I don't know. They shouldn't be allowed to work. Like if you're willing, if you're willing to cut through somebody to sacrifice someone to the no, land, no, you know, to get somewhere to be like, to get, if it's proven that they lied about it. If, yeah. If it's proven, I'm saying if they're guilt, if, if they're, if they're proven that they lied about it. And if you, yeah. But so what, if they accuse someone until it's like, you can't just because they accuse someone until it's proven that they lied about that. You don't want to give past any like. Okay. You can't tell them. I'm not defending any I know. allegation. But I'm saying if you're lying about this just to get FaceTime or to be relevant, mm-hmm. you should, absolutely. If you're proven to be wrong, you should not be allowed to work because you just try to screw somebody over, and that's equally just as wrong. Well, not equally just as wrong, but it's wrong at the end of the day. What's wrong is wrong. If that makes sense. It's, it should be a crime. You're, right? you're trying to ruin someone's life. Uh, what is it? I think there's a law in Canada about that, though. Like, you cannot do that to somebody. Should be. 
Because you're you're you're, you're painting a, a false picture of somebody. If you're what's called. You got to think though how far back this is going. I mean, people keep bringing up what Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski's is. And you what Brett? Rat, well, Brett Ratner, the director of Rush yeah. Hour, that guy who I've always thought that guy just looked like a friggin' perv. I actually saw a clip. <laughs> Did you know? Fuck. Well, I don't know how you would know. I had no clue. Serena Williams, Venus Williams. Yeah. He dated Serena, and she had a show. Like uh, follow camera Kardashian yeah. bullshit reality show, mm-hmm. I guess in the early 2000s. I don't know when. And there's this scene I watched. She's sitting in the stands, and this was filmed in like part of her show. Yeah. And she's in the stands watching her sister play, and they're like, "Oh, she's here with her boyfriend, like director Brett Ratner." This guy looks like the biggest. We know guys like this with their girlfriends. The biggest creep. He's like all over her. And he's grabbing her hand and trying to make her touch his dick and shit. And he's like, come on, show me love. Like, show me love. I don't feel love. Like, ooh. And he's like, get like that weak, wimpy guy yeah. vibe that it's like, you want the girl, I guess, to feel sorry for you. And that, in your mind, like, pity turns to horniness. I mean, that's never really worked, but. In what world does that work? Yeah, yeah. So. Guy had always looked like a real pig, but what I was getting at is apparently he idolized Roman Polanski and he had Roman Polanski in the Rush Hour films, maybe, or like a cameo. And you should just, what I'm getting at is watch the company people keep. Oh, yeah. If one guy, if one guy is accused of sexually assaulting women and men for 35 years or whatever it is, for 35 years, the people close to him have to have known something. Here's my one question, though. When what happened to Bill Cosby? Everyone's throwing the book at him. Not the, not protecting Bill Cosby. Throwing the book at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> While they're throwing the book at me. Yeah, throwing the book at me. I'm not the only one. <laughs> but <laughs> this is where we'd be pressing the buttons if we had made it on the right, like with the little, little <laughs> sound effects and the voices and the quotes. But what <laughs> was my point? I'm so I veered off uh, that you're a fan of Bill Cosby. No. No, that's not? No, that wasn't my point. Oh. Funny story. <laughs> I love our tangents. Sidebar. Don't ever think we're going to go through like a story and just stay on that one track. So I've been doing I've been doing renovations for people and whatnot. And I was at this individual's house. And I was sitting there and I looked down and they had like season four of the Cosby show. Like the DVD set. I'm like... Do you really think they're showing, the, showing their kids this <laughs> at this point when all these allegations have been about Bill Cosby? Like, <laughs> the show was good. But, <laughs> but think about those people who are trying to complete their Cosby DVD set. <laughs> right now is the time of their life. <laughs> like, if you were <laughs> – any of these guys that have been accused, if you have been, like – Missing any of their work and like desperately been trying to fill collections. Now Check might, eBay. Yeah, now might be the time exactly. to get stuff on cheap. <laughs> Fifty years from now, antique roadshow. Oh, see so you have a complete Bill Cosby set. Crazy shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like originally, this episode was be based on like actors we hate. So this is what started. So yeah, John's right. This episode, we were gonna base it around 
our favorite actors to hate. hate. So the guys who are so good at their roles as bad guys that even though you hate them, you really respect their work and you actually love seeing them in movies because you know that they're going to bring that performance. Yeah. Which brings to Kevin Spacey. And Kevin Spacey, well, we all know the allegations going on, right? So I was like, damn, I, I talked to Jesse about it when he came over to it. I was like, man, should we do... Like, I, can't, I feel bad. We're still dying to see Baby Driver. Yeah. That's a movie that came out this year with him. And it's like, man, I'm going to offer offer spot. Like, yeah. I always had a feeling that it was creepy. Now, these allegations come out. Was my intuition right? Do I feel bad? Do I really want to bash on him even though nothing's been proven and that he chose to come out as a homosexual? Hey, he's gay. He's just confused. Perfect deflection. Perfect deflection. Is it really? Like, all the stuff he could have done for the gay community before saying he just came out then rather than saying mm, yeah i sexually abuse some people i'm gay it's okay like i'm not sure if that's what he's trying to get behind or whatever i don't know his i don't know if it's true or whatnot because he said he doesn't remember these things he was drunk either way well i, I, I don't want to discredit him because he's not guilty yet you well, see what here, I mean? like, yeah but here's the just, thing is like he's not the only one like you said man. yeah but he came Everyone out of hollywood he came out right after the allegations. And, oh, I'm I'm gay. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to figure myself out. So he's using the gayness, being gay, as an excuse. But apparently, these allegations, these allegations, people coming out saying he he forced himself on him was from years ago. Yeah, and the guy was like 14 or something. John, yeah. like that's fucked up. I'm pretty sure homosexual men are. Consulting to have sex with other That's men of their same age. I, I get, I get. Kevin Spacey's gay, so he, as a gay man, he does have the opinion. As a straight guy who only knows some gay people, I've never talked to a gay person, and they've been like, "Yeah, part of my process of becoming gay was, you know, I had to sexually assault people." Oh, a young that man. was never uh, a not thing. A yeah, I, I've never like that was never a thing. It was adults. Doing adult things with each other, which is perfectly respectable. You do you. I don't give – I personally don't care. Make your okay? money, boo-boo. <laughs> but they never – they were never like, yeah, uh, it was really hard coming out, especially that like, you know, the eight-month assault phase. Like that's just crazy weird. Kind of stop out of high school real quick. Yeah, just <laughs> – it's super weird. You just get this urge to take off your clothes and just, you know – and apparently everybody in Hollywood just likes to beat it, like just jerk off. What is this thing? Did you ever hear? I like touching myself as much as the next guy. Okay, I'm sure everybody loves touching me as well. I don't just go to everywhere and I'm thinking that's a great spot to jerk off. That's a great spot to jerk. Holy shit! Do you see the view from that little closet? That's a great place to, to jerk, jerk off. <laughs> I think one of the crazy thing about the whole that whole thing though, everyone was talking about like, forget what pod, I think it was a Joe Rogan podcast, and they're talking about Andy Dick. And they're like, you know, everyone was, everyone didn't want to go to Andy Dick's party because you might get sexually abused by Andy Dick. But Andy Dick, when he jacked off, it was to a party of people. It wasn't to an individual in a closet or in a, in a closed, confined space. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, but that's, that's what Andy Dick did. Yeah, see, that, that's – we're like, laughing about that, but that's so fucked up to say at the same time too because I know you're right. But to think about that, that – they're so fucked up. They're, they're all just these rich actors and directors and producers and everybody's living the so-called life. And they're at a party and even though they're uncomfortable because this guy's beating his fucking meat, <laughs> he's just going to town. They're just like, oh, that's Andy. Like, 
You shouldn't have come to the party. The fact that that's acceptable is exactly why what's happening now is happening. It's true. Yeah. But I'm no oh, Andy. Put it away, away. bud. <laughs> Crazy Andy. Hey, you go to that party? Ah, oh, man, I really want to see Andy. Yeah. Andy <laughs> Andy's dick. <laughs> it's like it's like like it's like Sea World or something. It's like uh, people sitting on the front row of the couch. Like you're gonna have to wear those fucking <laughs> to cover themselves from getting splashed with the whale. Like, you gotta watch out with wear Andy. those parkas. <laughs> Apparently, Louis C.K. That's the craziest one. That yeah, his show. Is like all about his whole thing is about becoming self aware and becoming a better man, right? That's his whole thing. Is his whole shtick is like pointing out the faults of other men, like the bullshit, the weirdos, and he's the fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm not laughing at <laughs> at this thing. I'm just laughing at. No, it's fucked up. How, like, what else can you do but laugh? We're just two guys in fucking Canada. It doesn't it's crazy? Two days from now, we have. Fucking lawyer at our door. Oh, here you go for uh, decharacterizing. What's his face? Louis C.K. Man, anyways, but yeah, that was that was a big one. When someone told me about that, though, I was I was actually in shock. I was like, really, Louis C.K. Like he he really? And I read more about it and stuff like that. I was like, man, this is fucked up. You know what though? It's like even though it's Louis C.K. and or, there hasn't been a real. It's not Tom Hanks being accused. It's not Matthew McConaughey. You know what I mean? It's not like they're they're like Louis C.K. is a big name, and all these guys are big names. And but it's not someone like could you imagine if Tom Hanks or just someone everybody respects, like even the general population. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Every he was a f- yeah. I get yeah yeah. House of Cards was huge. Yeah, House of Cards was huge. I wasn't that. I liked him in Horrible Bosses and a couple of things I saw him in, but I wasn't. I never watched House of Cards. I wasn't like I a big two Kevin episodes, Spacey fan, but uh, like, how many movies is he in? Okay, Superman. Uh, Return of Superman. He made he a in? great Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Okay. Um, God damn it! Tons of movies. Well, uh, Brian Singer, man, that guy is apparently one of the biggest diddler weirdos in all of Hollywood. The guy who made Superman Returns and X Men. Yeah. Apparently, he hosted sex parties. And the only reason he hasn't gotten in trouble is because he carded kids. Made sure they were legal age, but just, you know, make sure you're legal age, but if you got a baby face and you look 14, then <laughs> the guy's what? like licking his fingers, you know, KFC. That's a fucked up image. <laughs> I love KFC. I don't know about that now. <laughs> yeah, let's get some KFC. <laughs> Man, this KFC's good. 14 year old. Like, what? <laughs> That's not, I don't see the correlation no, yeah. between the judgment. No, no. But. Man, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I've, I've, we've all heard these orgies, sex, but at least he carded them. But some of these scandals are about, like, apparently Julia Roberts, Angelina Jolie has come out saying that she's been sexually abused to get certain roles and parts. Like, these are full-grown people. Like, I, I don't know. It put me in a tough spot thinking about it. I was like, I, I don't agree with sexual abuse. But if someone offered me, do you want to suck a dick to make exactly. 10 million, would I do it? Exactly. I probably would because I could afford to get the, to get the counseling afterwards. I'm fumbling my words over here. No. So many of these celebrities, I mean, they sold their soul to the fucking devil. You knew. Okay, I'm not saying it's right. But you knew when that director asked you up to the 18th penthouse floor... 
at 11 at night on a Friday alone in a dimly lit fucking elevator going up and you're wearing a, a dress and you really want that role. You knew what you were doing, okay? It's really fucked up and you shouldn't have done it and he should have been fucking charged or if he actually did something. But you went ahead and you did it and then you got the role and you were fine with making the money. And you lived your life and everything was good even if this thing was deep down in your subconscious gnawing away at you for years because it was wrong. But, but you allowed it to happen. You lived that life and you didn't come forward now. And now that it's like everybody's coming out of the woodwork. And I just don't want to see good people's names thrown in the mud. Yeah. But if you did do it and you were accused of like – like if it comes out that you're one of these people and you've actually – when you were 30 – you had sex with a 13, 14-year-old child star. If you're Take your past and go to fuck to jail. See, that was the one thing I'll also I will say that kind of confused me. Like Now we talk about a lot of these uh, child stars that now are adults and they're crazy and they're wacky. It's like Amanda Bynes. Amanda ben- Bynes. You look Lindsay at Lohan. All these breaks. Britney Miley Spears. Stars, Miley Britney. Sp- Dude, I bet you so – Disney – it's like a real cesspool, all those family yeah. channel shows. And it's, it's nothing against the individual himself, but what has happened for them to become this way? Like, none of them have really come out, have came out yet. Like, what is going on kind of to build these characters? Like, a lot of times there's uh, post-traumatic, trauma, post-traumatic trauma that happens to people for people to kind of go loopy. Some people are just fucking loopy. Let's get it straight. But a lot of times there's like a reaction to these things so it's it's really interesting to me yeah and then there's more crazy shit even you hear too like the one guy you know how i watch arrow and flash and all those one of the producers uh he's been accused and now it's coming out that you know the pieces of shit that knew he was a piece of shit they'd uh you know if you were going to come forward or if, if you complained about it guess what guess whose character was going to have a really bad arc this year guess who was getting killed off Guess who's this and this? And they threaten you. See, so they, they, they use the power that they have, which is fucked up. That's wrong. That's completely wrong. If, if you abuse any power you have over a person for your own gain, especially sexually, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't care how much good you've done in the world. You could have given to charity. And, and you know they, these people probably think in their minds that they were a good person. They just had a problem. I'm a good person. I just can't control these urges. Then get fucking help. Yeah. There's, I don't know, there's, there's too much going on. It's I think a lot of people haven't been hit hard enough, some of these guys. Well, that, that's the thing. Not, none of the women. Not, I'm not advocating any violence or anything. Like that, but some of these guys. Okay, Brett Ratner, Brian Singer, Roman Polanski. Well, Roman Polanski flew the country. Like, when you hear about these guys, like the one guy Roman who... Roman Polanski flew the fucking country. I know, I know, after, but... When you hear like Terry Crews come out, yeah, I I get you know it's like, who am I to say this right? Because you know you sock the guy in the face, you get charged because it's your word against his. Yeah, you lose your job, you're slandered. I get it, but I wish these guys got fucking hit hard enough to to really do some change. Because I've seen we've known some asshole guys and we've seen some situations where a guy is talking too much, and he got hit hard enough. And his tune changed, and there was peace afterwards. Yeah. So, just saying. I don't know. Like a lot of things, a lot of things need to change. And, and hey, man, hopefully it cleans up Hollywood and gives us some openings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cheers to that. 
I really hope uh, anybody who's I feel bad for the victims, the victims' families. It, it, it's just it's sad altogether, man. It is. It's disgusting too. I hope anyone who's actually found guilty is brought to justice, and anybody gets you know what little comfort they can. If anyone's innocent, I'm sorry your name has been dragged in mud. Hopefully, these people who tarnish you can't work again either. Well, you just hope that the law, the system works. Yeah. That's all you can hope right now is outsiders. And hopefully Hollywood cleans itself up. Because there's no going back after this. Yeah. There's no, this is, everything's coming out. I'm just hoping a lot of our favorites aren't. Right? Gone through the mud. I'm just waiting for some names. It's, it's nuts, man. It's, it, like, it's weird. All right, we got to. All right, we got to we'll wrap it up. this up. We got to. We got to. We can't end on that. We got to light no. it up. So we got to stay in the entertainment industry. How can we break the mono- How can we break from going from all, death yeah, to, to assault, assault or- sexual abuse <laughs> to something else? Oh man, here we go. There's the transition. Speaking of something else, it's time for reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The movie review of the week, since John has not seen anything, <laughs> is for Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen it. I've heard good things. I want to see it. I've heard nothing but immaculate reviews on it. Immaculate. Immaculate. I've heard I need to go see it. I just want the company of someone to go see it. I don't mind going to movies alone, but at the same time, it's like going to a concert alone for me. If I go to something alone... It, I, Half the experience for me about going to the movie is going with somebody else to share the experience with. To be like, that scene, that moment, it was fucking unreal. It blew my mind. Oh, what about this scene? It's like, you know what I mean? Because you share that moment with somebody else. I know that just sounds really fucking lonely, but you get it. You want to hear lonely? I, I wish I was alone. I, would, I love going with my girlfriend, but for some movies, like, I, I would be down. Okay. I would totally be one of these guys just goes to the movie theater alone, chills out, and watches a movie. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a prick in the movie. You better turn off your phone. There's no talking. Don't ask me questions till before or after the show. Like, I want to enjoy the movie. So, I, you know, I, just, I be, you know, just I'm down to individual. go alone. Yeah, I'm down to go alone. That's not a problem for me. True, but like Star Wars. Okay, yeah. I think of those as big event movies for me. Star Wars, Justice League, anything that we have a mutual interest in. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So Thor Ragnarok, you're right. I Immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It was incredible. I don't know Kar- any more I words. Kar- karate, karate Belt review? Karate Belt. Well, what would it be? What was our highest one again? Black. Black Belt? Wasn't there one with the stripe? Oh, that's right. First degree Black Belt? Like degree Come belt? on, man. We're going to have to go back. We're going to write a book. It might be my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah? So far. So before this, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Captain America Winter Soldier, incredible movies. Thor Ragnarok, though. Funny. Funny, 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 funny. The director of What We Do Mm -hmm. in the Shadows. Just great humor. That movie was hilarious. Chris Hemsworth. That guy has comedic timing. I'm actually a big fan of his. So am I. Apparently... It was supposed to be serious, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And after uh, 
Age of Ultron, he pretty much went to producers, Joss Whedon and directors, and said, I, I feel very constricted character-wise. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun for me. Like, I'm kind of, you know, Thor's not prominent. He's not Steve and Tony. Yeah. Even though he is one of the big ones, I consider him. Yeah. So I think he put in the word to make it more of a lighthearted comedy promotion. Thank fuck he did. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic movie. Hulk, Mark Ruffalo, on point. Tessa Thompson. She's the woman from Creed. Mm. And she's Valkyrie, the new character in the movie. Oh. Sexy. Yeah. Even Megan. She walked up. We were like, wow. She was gorgeous. Fantastic job. And as someone who, you know, likes storing the comics with Jane Foster. Yeah. I thought she was cute. But Natalie Portman, to me, even though I like her, I truly do like her. She didn't really bring anything. She was just Thor's love interest. It's not like a character you want to see in every single Thor movie. It was a big name to have at the time. But they were because they were trying to go for the fish out of water story with Thor. That's what they wanted. They wanted Thor on Earth. And this was before Guardians of the Galaxy, and they realized that you don't have to just take him and put him in a place where people are familiar with. You can go full comic, bright green, purple, blues, yellows, Doctor Strange, like crazy concepts and it works well that's a, people want that star wars star trek uh, i don't know why Alien. it took them so long you you look back at all the comic book movies over the years and the progression of costumes from black leather and x-men to uh even when you watch the tv shows they go for oh we, we wanted to take a realistic approach on the costume knock that shit off I didn't ask for a fucking realistic approach. If I want a realistic approach, you and I can go to fucking Fan Expo or Comic Con and watch everybody who <laughs> made their costumes for about the same material and price. I want to see the whatever I am a fan of come to life on the big screen. Right? So that's why Thor killed it, Guardians killed it, even Captain America and stuff because the costumes are on point. Who? That is a big shout-out, by the way. Marvel, their costume... Everything to do with building their worlds, designer, set designers, makeup. Because my girlfriend's also a makeup yeah. artist as well. I actually do look at that now because her one of her top comments was how great the makeup was in Thor for Hela, the goddess of death, and fantastic work all around. I honestly can't. I want. I'll go see it again with you. All right. I'm, sweet, even man. I'm stumbling you over know, my words. I think it's crazy because so good. Maybe I, have, I maybe have too many close female friends or too many sisters, but what? makeup was a big thing for me too. What? Like makeup design and what, whatnot for characters and what, like... Well, more so because you wear makeup. I don't wear makeup, man. Go fuck yourself. So what's that? Foundation, right? What foundation? <laughs> okay, John. Sure. Anyways, go on. Anyways, but yeah, it, it, <laughs> it makes, like, I don't know, like, you want to see your character with good makeup, like, look on the screen. Absolutely. Right? And that, and that was one of the biggest things... For Hollywood, switching to, like, HD and 4K is like, oh, now everyone's going to see my dirty pores. Everyone's going to see how bad the makeup is on me. So now they had to work harder to get it, right? So it's kind of it's, it's actually kind of interesting. Do you ever see that show on Space, Face Off? Uh, no. It's a, their makeup artist. It's a competition yeah. show, but it's for horror movies and space and sci-fi. It's in yeah. the entertainment business. I've seen it, but I haven't, I've seen like the previews for it, but I haven't seen it. I haven't sat down and watched it. So we, I, I haven't watched it in a couple years, but Megan and I were really into it. But just the work, just, just building one character. Like they'd be like, listen, you got three days and we want you to build an alien creature who looks violent and could be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. 
the amount of work just into one character, one makeup, just to make it look for a 20-second scene. He's literally a background character that does nothing. Just yeah. just helps build the world. And sometimes it's just a prototype Crazy. for an actual thing. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, so it's... And, and also, and if there are any ladies still listening to this podcast, I will tell you this, that I saw my girlfriend's boner when Chris Hemsworth had his shirt off. He's a gorgeous man. He's a sexy flexy dude. He's a... He's got a body. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had that body. Wish I had the time to have I think a body my girlfriend wishes I had that body. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the man looks good with short hair. I actually prefer Thor with short hair. Good looking dude. Let's, let's talk about Chris. <laughs> what else about Chris do you what like? What about Chris? Honestly, his, his laugh. His laugh. Uh, <laughs> We're not getting into a serious conversation. Magical eyes. You've got this like faraway look in your eyes when we talked <laughs> about Chris. No, man, he's like he's a good character though. Like, you know what's funny though? You need to see it. A lot of like, a lot of these people in Hollywood who you think would be all these guys who have those roles and then go break off into a comedy role. Yeah, as of recently, or something. It's like, okay, so you're not just a good-looking person full of yourself. You're actually can laugh about certain things. I think that's one of the big one of my biggest things I hate about pretty boy Hollywood actors. See you know that, what I mean? Yeah, but now they're going the opposite way with Chris Pratt. Now they're funny the funny guys, the good personalities, and now you're just throwing millions of dollars into personal trainers and diets, and you're turning the the funny next door guy into the hunk. Yeah, you're not getting the sexy guy. We're like, holy shit, we need to get that guy in the movie. We can build around his personality. We can make it work. No, mm-hmm. now you're getting the guy who's actually an actor first or a comedian. Yeah. And then you build the bod. Either that's what way, we got to do. That's, that's what we've been doing wrong. Uh, yeah. We went into it looks first. So this plastic surgeon spent all this money on is useless. I told you there is no screen on radio or podcast, but you, you wanted to do it. I mean, I appreciate it. It's great looking at you now. <laughs> it's fantastic. So thank you. I think we should wrap it up. All right, guys. This is episode two of the Bumbling Canucks. Bumblings. Boom, 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 boom. It was great. Yeah, man. I had fun. Fun talking about death and assault Sexual and abuse. abuse. And Thor Ragnarok and John's plastic surgery. Yeah. We cover a ton of topics. <laughs> That's what you're going to get here. Guys going off on tangents. You're probably rolling your eyes. You're wishing we would stop talking. I'm probably rambling on a bit now. I could stop talking. I'm not going to. I'm going to go on and on until maybe John stops. He's not. He's just looking at me. No, he's, no. he's not. He's having a good I was looking at that cake. Okay. But if you want a piece of cake, contact me. Slide in my DMs on Instagram and maybe I'll mail you a slice. Mail you some cake. Wow. Right? What an offer. It might not come out. Good, it might be squished. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, let's go get another beer. All right, this is Bob and John Noir. Peace, everybody. Have a good one.